0: Us out.
1: Yeah, people have been very generous in their donations to they keep have. us going. Yep. So we have a lot to be thankful we for. We do have
0: a lot to be thankful for. And you know what? Scripture says to be thankful in everything. Yeah. In all circumstances,
1: including pandemics,
0: including yes. COVID 19 and, <laughs> and all sorts of tests that you don't know what they mean and all sorts of things. Hey, it's showing We're up. We're live, yeah. It's showing up. We are, we are live. We are live. We are officially live. <laughs> and you're here we you're go. Displaying. Oh. By the way, turn oh, your, turn your uh-huh. volume down. Yeah, yeah. I did,
1: I did mine well, down. You remember
0: to turn your volume down? Yeah. You forgot to remind um. me. <laughs> so, I, th- I think that happened before okay. we started the show, Ken. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I just want to mention starting the day after Thanksgiving, yep. this Friday, Friday mm-hmm. starting this Friday, going through to December 30, mm-hmm. but you need to check the dates and times on the website uh, because it's November 27 through to December 30. And it's Christmas time at the Ark Encounter, Christmas town at the Creation Museum. For the first couple of weeks, the Christmas time Christmas town is not on the Monday and Tuesday, right. but it's 5 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. each mm-hmm. night. And for those that just want to come to the grounds to see all the lights and so on, it's free except for parking. And then you can also get a special ticket if you want to go through the Ark or the mm-hmm. Creation Museum, including a meal. And that's the special 5 p.m. to 8:30 right. p.m. ticket if they want to do that. Otherwise, it's just the cost of parking and people who come, of course, to come to the Ark or the Creation Museum, they're all day and they stay through the night. So at the Ark we have all these lights, in fact I was down there last night, absolutely spectacular. I asked asked the head of uh, our group that do all this, how many lights we have, and he said, well, there's hundreds of thousands of lights, but if you actually want to count individual LEDs, Uh it's over a million.
1: Wow! So, yeah, I believe it.
0: And then, how many man hours to set this up? Thousands and thousands yeah. of man hours. And so there's all sorts of lights on our Topiaries down at the ark there, and on the, be- and on the trees. And there's new ones
1: down there now and too that Buddy just did. So.
0: Oh, they're spectacular! Yeah, Saw so them last they night. They looked really neat. And uh, then camel rides down there mm-hmm. as well, and uh, we have uh, all sorts of other programs: mm-hmm. a worship Christmas carol mm-hmm. program. And then Christmas Town at the Creation Museum. We have the live nativity. It's going to be in a different place this right, time. it's going to, it's be, going different. to be on mm-hmm. the other side of the lake this time. Mm-hmm. And we have the lit up dinosaurs. The big Spinosaurus is out oh, in the circle yeah. this time. We put mm-hmm. it out there, and uh, then you can walk around the gardens. The gardener lights are really spectacular. And because they're sort of compact in a way. It is. It,
1: I was here the other night and they had them all on already. And I was just like, whoa. I mean, it just really lights it up. Yeah, and when you uh, add
2: to that the lake and everything. It's the, really, Everything it reflects, coming off yeah. the water. Very beautiful.
0: Actually, you'll notice the lights they left on today during mm-hmm. the day. And the reason is because of all the heavy rain. When mm-hmm. there's rain, you always have some problems. And so they left the lights on to see which ones go off and which ones oh, need fixing. That's funny. <laughs> so they can get all fixed again. Uh, in case of problems. Also, we have in the parking lot here at the Creation Museum the ice rink. The Glyce rink is a synthetic ice rink, and so people can come and go skating. There's a nominal charge just for the. We have all the skates there, and it's right. just a nominal yeah, charge. Yeah, it's fun. For mm-hmm. that, very inexpensive. So, with that, uh, right. do you want to go on with the first one?
1: All right. Our first article is always kind of a fun one, since you know news can be so serious. So, evolution in action. This baby was born with a mask on his face. Okay.
0: Well, this so, is Babylon B.
1: This is Babylon which is a satirical, Christian satirical site, okay? So we have to take some things not so seriously. So um, this baby was born to creationist parents, um, and they said, you know, there's no such thing as evolution. This is obviously just a gross mutation, (laughs) because this baby has a mask on his face.
2: But the grandma had a little different take, and she was convinced that this was actually evidence that evolution really was happening. And uh, at the evolutionary level, this is what some would theorize as the hopeful monster type of thing. So we think of, we look at the fossil record and we see things look pretty static and every once in a while there's this major change. Well here, this would be one of those massive changes and surely this would help humanity survive because we all know that these masks and this bottle of Lysol that was also attached to the hip and the self-washing hands and the magnetic field that repelled people, that this hopeful monster was born with is an example of punctuated equilibrium. So pretty sure we all need to abandon the Bible
0: and just go with evolution. Do do you realize? If evolutionists didn't understand Babylon B was a satirical <laughs> site, they probably believe this was true.
2: <laughs> they this might, this yeah. will
0: get fact Particularly checked, after it'll this wind
2: year. up on snopes like so many of their articles so. do. <laughs> it's
1: too bad it's too bad it doesn't come with a self-washing, you know, diaper. Like diaper that, that would be really awesome. I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, a
0: little bit of humor is needed at times, yeah. right? Particularly <laughs> with all that's going on. Yeah. It's one of the, I love Babylon B. I mm-hmm. encourage people to go to Babylon B and support Babylon B because they have some great items at times and it and they
1: face a lot of persecution for doing oh, things, do. for, for just existing and doing what they do but with the nudes. And so, They've yeah.
0: written a number of these about us. And, yes. and of course, it's all fun. And and
1: one mm-hmm. of their um, editors, their editor-in-chief is actually going to be here in two years for the women's conference. He's oh, going to really? speak. So. He's going to speak? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that'll be interesting.
1: Be very interesting. Yeah. Is he going to tell
0: which bit is true and which yeah. is
1: not? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll hopefully <laughs> we, that, that makes satire. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Newly elected congressman accused of anti-Semitism for sharing the gospel with Jews. So this is about um, Madison Cawthorn, who is a Republican um, from, a congressman from North Carolina. And he was talking in an interview. He's a, he a Christian. And he was talking about how he has tried to convert Jewish people as well as Muslims um, to Christianity. He is sharing the gospel with them. And, of course, that's considered a bad thing by the, by the mainline media, mainstream media.
0: You know, they accuse him of hate and, you know, of hating uh, Jews and uh, all of that sort of thing, call, call him anti-Semite because he's sharing the gospel with them. You know, the Bible tells us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But, you know, we're seeing more and more items like this, more and more situations mm-hmm. like this where we're starting to see, I think people are starting to wake up to the fact, we've been saying it for years, what the secularists want to do is shut down Christians right. and in, in a lot of Muslim countries, it's illegal to become a Christian, or it's illegal to for Christians to share their faith. Well, you know what? You think that couldn't happen in America? Well, a number exactly. of years ago, we were saying, America's on that trail, we're going to head down yeah. that road. And people were saying, no, no, that would never happen. You can see how that can happen yeah, very easily.
2: There's, there's yeah. clear bias here as you look at one of the... Uh Writers for the Houston Chronicle tweeted, this new congressman doesn't think people should be Jewish and is actively trying to make there be fewer Jews in America. So his headline is intended to skew what we would understand as normal evangelism, sharing the gospel, pointing people to Christ, as wanting to get rid of a people group. So you can see how that inflammatory language is really... um, Adding to the the rhetoric and not really explaining what's going on, and so he has no desire to eliminate the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. That's it's not anti-Semitic; right. it's that he wants them to point or wants to point them to their Messiah, who is Jesus, who is their Savior.
0: You know, it's interesting. Over the years, we've been uh, pointing to the fact that the secular media lies about uh, what we do at the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Uh, they, they've lied about the funding for the Ark Encounter. They still lie about mm-hmm. the funding for the Ark Encounter. And for years and years, we've been telling people, don't trust the secular media. Right. And they've got an anti-Christian agenda and so on. And yet so many people would read that and call us and say, is it true you took all this money from the government? And no, no, it's not true. They lied about that. Suddenly, people are starting to wake up to the yeah. fact you can't trust the secular oh, media. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and definitely. They've been doing... Now, people are realizing what they're doing. They've been doing that to us for years and years and years Mm -hmm. because of their anti-Christian agenda.
2: So as these people try to paint this as an unloving, unkind thing to do, trying to change people's religious views, uh, we have to look at sharing the gospel as the ultimate expression of love for others. And that's what God has called us to do. That's the the commission that Christ has given us. And that's what the Holy Spirit's empowering us to do is to, to share that truth. And it's not that we... Look down on others. We want to do that in love and in grace and in kindness, but we know that's where true hope and peace and joy is going to be found, and that's that's what we're going to seek
0: to do. Yep. Well, how long before if you call somebody a sinner, that'll be called hate speech?
1: Yeah. Well, that's you know, because coming. that's
0: where it's all heading in yeah. that sort of direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, someone here has a really great comment in regard to Christmas time and Christmas town. Wow. That's the
1: comment. <laughs> well, that's a good comment. They saw some is, of the picture, wow. I yeah. have so. oh,
0: somebody on here from Australia. We get people from all over yeah, the world. Somebody, somebody to, on have, YouTube was complaining
2: that Ken is always blaming Dr. Purdom for something, which <laughs> I think is a pretty <laughs> accurate,
0: the most accurate comment I've that seen. Is, that is.
1: That is one of the most yeah. accurate. Well, it
0: is most accurate that I blame you for things because <laughs> you're responsible.
1: <laughs> even though, yeah, Even though they're not true. All well, right. no,
0: that depends on your agenda. Yeah, true.
1: All right. Utahan Kyle Myers published this book about her family's decision not to assign a gender to their child, Zoomer. Okay. So they had a, a baby back in um, uh, 2016, and they named their baby Zoomer Coyote Courtney Myers. All right? And they did not um, tell people what the gender of this baby was. Um, They just referred to the baby with gender neutral pronouns like they and them and or Z, okay, for short, because they want their child to explore and play with gender. And so now they've come out with a book or she has come out with a book called Raising Them. And she's referring to her child, a singular child, Raising Them, Our Adventure in Gender Creative Parenting.
0: I wonder if she had gender creative parenting when Um. she was a child.
1: I doubt that. Because she's
0: a she. Yeah. He said she's a that she, she was raised in the Mormon
2: Church in in Utah. So right. that would normally and I think the the statement she made was she was raised in a normal binary gender situation. Which when you think about that, that's the normal situation that God's created us in, mm-hmm. two genders, male and female, Genesis 1:26 and 27. But here, what these people are trying to do and she's a sociologist, so she's taking these sociological constructs that man has created and trying to uh, explain the world around them rather than starting from God's word. And rather than thinking of gender and sex as the same thing, male and female, they're they're trying to say that gender is a separate thing and we can explore that and create that on our own. So I'm gonna let my, I'm gonna raise my children to pick their own gender. I'm not gonna give them blue toys or pink toys or trucks and dolls, and I'm gonna let them pick from whatever they want to.
0: Figure that out for themselves. Well, it says, and she's a sociologist. Right. And she learned this at university.
1: Yeah. Uh, wow, shocking. Gender yeah.
0: Teacher, yeah. And she said she identifies as genderqueer using both she, her, and they and them pronouns. Uh, I mean, and the, the world is going nuts. I mean, when you abandon the absolute authority of the Word of God, it goes yeah. nuts.
1: Well, and it's anti-science too. I mean, they talk about us being, I mean, we get accused of that all the time. (laughs) But now when I look at these things, I'm like, this is the most anti-scientific thing imaginable. I mean, you're literally denying how these individuals are born, you know, male or female. They're denying that and saying, well, you can just like, like Roger was saying, they're separating gender from sex. And so you can, you know decide what you want to be, even though biologically you're something, you may be something else, so to speak.
0: Uh, She says in here that the grandparents were upset that they wouldn't tell them whether it was a a boy or a girl. And so the grandparents were upset about that. If I was a grandparent, I would just ask, let me um, change their diapers. And then I can, (laughs) I'll be able to figure it out pretty quickly. Figure it out
1: real quick. And, And this child is now four and a half years old and they have decided on their gender identity.
0: But... They're
2: going to keep that a secret. And to me, that's all part of the... It, it seems like there's a very strong profiteering motive here. Yeah. And I don't want to assign motives to this lady, but she's making money. $25 off of this book yeah. per copy. Uh, she's not making that much, obviously. But selling these books, promoting these things... Um, to she, destroy people's lives. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it's going to... run an, Running an experiment on my child's life, and I'm going to write a book about it
0: and make some money off yeah. of it. And think about it. Someone like this is held up, in the media as some great person. Oh, I know. Yeah. But if you're a Christian and you say there are two genders, male and female, and marriage is one man for one woman, and you bring up your children in the admission of the Lord, then you're considered mm-hmm. anti-science. And, and, and that's you're considered, considered a, child abuse. We and that's considered like child abuse, Richard yeah. to Dawkins teach them doing that. Yeah. And yet this is not child abuse. I'm,
1: yeah, that's, that's what gets me. I mean, teaching creation is supposed to be child abuse. Yeah, and, according then, to secularists. and I just look at this and I'm just like, no, this is child abuse. But, but you know
0: what? In Scripture, woe to yeah. those who call evil good and good evil. I mean, that's exactly what we're well, seeing. We're living in that time, seeing that before And our they very want eyes. to
1: normalize it. One of the things that she says towards the end of this, I think everyone's going to know of a family who did something like this, right? That's what she wants to get to the point in our society where this isn't something that's odd or strained; it's normal, and that's what she—that's what she's hoping. Well, to it sounds achieve.
0: like we're getting more towards the and Gomorrah situation.
1: Mm-hmm. We are. Well, we're already there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> WK made a comment here on the story. She, um, says, praying so hard for this child, Zuma, yeah, and
1: definitely that's,
2: that should be our attitude—not mm-hmm. one of, of mocking, but one of pity and right. compassion, hoping yeah. that we can um, find opportunities. There would people be people in her life to share the truth of the gospel yeah. with her.
1: Yeah. All right, will the universe remember us after we're gone? All right. So this is a basically an atheist who's kind of struggling with the idea that after he's gone, he dies, he goes to dust, right? He goes to the ground. He doesn't believe in heaven or hell or any afterlife and Basically, that everything he's done on this earth, at some point, is going to completely cease, right? No one's going and to remember what he did or... And um, he
0: won't remember he was even here. And he
1: won't remember that either. So there's
0: no point in him writing the article.
1: Well, I would agree with you.
2: But he loves to journal, Ken. It's, it gives him meaning, and
0: he writes down all these things. But it's all meaningless, because in the end, he won't remember it. But it gives he him meaning, it. Ken.
2: <laughs>
1: And what he's trying to say is that some people believe in a what's called the conservation of information. In other words, even after you die, somehow your information is conserved. And it's sort of this very nebulous, vague thing that almost in, in, injects a omniscient intellect into it to be able to do this. And so it's very it's very strange like when I read it it's based I'm like, on what?
2: theoretical physics and right. those types of things quantum mechanics and trying to understand the interactions of all of these things and it it brings into uh, mind the multiverse theory that there are many universes Universal. out there that reflect different realities and different truths and so there's a debate between these um, these atheistic scientists whether information can exist forever or not And the idea that it it came from a consciousness is very intriguing as well. Uh, One of the comments he makes here, he says, no wonder so many of us, even in this age of scientific materialism, still believe in God because they're looking at the amazing design that is apparent in the creation, like we see in Romans 1 and Psalm 19 and other places, and it's obvious to them. God set eternity in their hearts. They know these things are true, but they're suppressing that truth in unrighteousness. And that is what creates this this angst and this uh, yearning to try and figure this out. But ultimately, he admits nobody's ever going to know because the universe is going to die of heat death. Heat death, yeah. that's the end.
0: He says, this omniscient intellect has come to be known as Laplace's demon. And in somebody trying to describe uh, this thesis that information is conserved somehow right. by the universe and not lost. He says, a description of everything that falls into a black hole, whether a book or entire civilization, is recorded on the surface of its horizon and radiated back like imagery on a giant drive-in movie screen.
1: <laughs> Which makes no sense, literally. How how could that even happen, Who Who right? could watch
0: it? Yeah. If you were in the middle of the black yeah. hole, you'd be crushed. Well, the universe was watching it. it. Oh, yeah. the universe. Yeah, I and guess so. We're so. personifying and the universe. So th- this guy who uh, promotes this the, idea yeah. says... Our universe is just a hillock in an infinite landscape of universes. In other words, he believes in infinite universes. But you can't believe in an infinite God. Yeah. You know, that's, that's wrong. There's no infinite God. An intelligent God who knows all things, who brought everything into existence. Right. So where did the infinite universes come from? I mean, they... <laughs> But, but, but it's stupid to believe in infinite God. The foolishness right, of these people.
1: Well, it's interesting because the guy that wrote this article even says, the person that's promoting this, this Suskind, he said, well, a lot of his theories cannot be empirically tested and hence potentially falsified. They are pure speculation and hence arguably unscientific. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
2: another aspect he brings up is this idea of the consciousness of the universe. In order for there to be information, There has to be a mind and a consciousness involved in assembling that information, disseminating it, receiving it. There has to be a sender and a signal and a receiver, all of those pieces in place. And that points us clearly to God. So when when this gentleman looks at DNA, for Mm -hmm. example, which we see is the code of life in all of the living creatures, he has to presuppose a consciousness. But what is that consciousness? And he has no answer. And all we can do is hope to point Him to the Creator and say, look, God has said how He's done these things, and He's given us the ability to understand and explain these things to some degree, but it's it's His original design and purpose that's laid out in all of these things, not some meaningless, random, mindless universe.
0: Well, think about this for, at the end of this article, talk about hopeless situation. He says, I don't buy conservation of information any more than I buy reincarnation or heaven or a God who cherishes us. These propositions, scientific and religious, represent understandable but finally unpersuasive attempts at consolation. My contemplation of the inevitable loss of everyone and everything I love unsettles me.
1: But I'd rather
0: face death squarely than take refuge in false assurances from priests or physicists. In other words, I'm unsettled. One day, he says, I'm going to die, and I won't even know I was here, and everything's meaningless and hopeless. And That unsettles him. Well, the reason that it unsettles should. him because inside... He's
1: suppressing. He knows. He's, He's suppressing, suppressing the, the truth, truth and, right, and unrighteousness.
0: That's Romans 1.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. How do I keep my son from becoming a mansplainer?
2: So, Georgia, if you didn't know what mansplaining is, it's when a guy presumes that a woman doesn't know something, and he, he kind of points it out to her. <laughs>
1: And that's mansplaining. Oh, okay. That,
2: sorry, sorry. Did I just...
1: You just mansplained.
2: Oh, I, I apologize. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to put you down.
1: Okay. I, okay. I, All right. Well, so this lady writes in and she basically says that her almost five-year-old... Okay. So keep in mind, this is a four-year-old child. And she is concerned because a lot of times he'll interrupt conversations and say... Well, actually, whether it's his mother or his father speaking, he does this. And I'm thinking, duh, because he's a four-year-old. Well, I mean- actually,
0: <laughs> is, that, is that it? Is that mansplaining? That's, That's right. Right there. Yes. There you go. Yes. Okay. You're interjecting and, and asserting your authority as a man. Feel
1: free to mansplain, Ken.
0: <laughs> okay. Keep going.
1: Okay. I want to well, hear your <laughs> explanation. <laughs> well, I just, it's just ridiculous to think. I mean, this child is a sinner, just like any person that is born on this planet. And they're going to do things that um, irritate their parents and are wrong, right? And so the child needs to be taught what is right and not to interrupt conversations and to do that. But they're more concerned. You know, p- these people obviously are more concerned about being woke, you know, and being culturally um, on target, you know, virtue signaling, you know, all these things that, well, you know, we don't want our child to become a planer. And I'm just like, oh.
2: But when we think about the, the nature of humanity, we know that we are born sinners and that nature is turned in on ourselves. We ignore other people. We want everything for ourselves uh, that baby reaching out and grabbing for that ice cream cone you're holding, he doesn't care that that's not his. He wants it. And that nature is expressed. And this this child is just doing that. He's focusing on himself. You mean he's
0: being a kid? Yes.
2: He's a viper in diapers. And, and being a kid with a sinful nature? With a sinful nature. And so it's it's from a biblical worldview, we can recognize that and understand that. And we have the, the tools and the guidance of Scripture, uh, the wisdom God has given us, Ultimately, what that child needs is not a different way to perform as the sociological uh, advice they give here would lead these people to believe. What what he needs is a changed heart that makes him not look at his own desires, but to serve God and serve others around him. And it's that changed heart that's going to change those behaviors. Now, we can, as parents, train them to do these things and, and train them into those things, but even if they're obedient outwardly and not from the heart, right. that's right. still disobedience. Yeah. Hey,
0: you, know what, you know what my parents did with me to help train me? They whooped you. No, I can say this because I can't be arrested now, okay. right? Because they're both in heaven. Both in heaven. Yeah. So I can say it now. But they actually spanked me at times. I, I received that discipline as well. Yeah. And and look it how good <laughs> um, I turned out. I think we'll they could have tried about about a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I, can I change topics here for a moment? This is from Slate, right? Yeah. Which yes. is not a Christian site. No,
1: no, not a Christian site. very
0: secular thing. site. But it's people who are writing in, asking questions, and they're giving them their answers. Mm-hmm. But right. But there was one here. I know this is off topic.
1: Okay, Can I go, go off topic? No, feel free. There's yeah.
0: one here about potty training, you know, and they're worried about potty training their little daughter. And basically the answer is... You should just let them choose. Don't try to do it. Just let them choose, and and they should, you know, they'll they'll eventually choose what to do, uh, you, how okay. to do it right. Uh, d- is that how we should bring up our children? Because imagine uh, the, there's a road here, mm-hmm. and there are all these cars, and the little toddler yeah. wants to wander out. Well, yeah. you choose. You choose. You choose. It's, yeah. It's okay. But that's what the secular world well, says. Well, we let them
1: choose their gender.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, so why, why not, not? Why not choo- choose how to go across yeah. the road? Would they? Would they do that? Right. Of course not. Totally I mean, they're inconsistent. So inconsistent. Yeah. yeah hey, it is. We we use the same word, inconsistent. I know. Right. Hey. <laughs>
1: All right, a key to the mystery of fast-evolving genes was found in junk DNA. Okay, so let me just do a little bit of explanation since I'm a geneticist. Um, Only about 2% of our DNA codes for proteins, all right? The other 98% has always been affectionately called junk, right? So it's supposedly left over uh, from our evolutionary ancestors as we evolved um, through time and we don't use it anymore. But the more and more that we study it, the more and more we realize it's not junk, okay? It's doing something. It's controlling the other 2%, so to speak. But um, one of the things that they sometimes, so they're trying to understand, junk DNA is involved a lot in regulation. So it regulates the other, like I say, the genes, the other 2%. And so this paper is basically saying, well, new genes that basically appear out of nowhere, they're regulatory DNA has to be evolving at the same time, which actually brings up a really important point, because I always say it's not just that you have to evolve the gene, okay? You have to evolve the regulatory mechanisms for the gene, which makes this even more improbable that you could do this. And Um,
2: those are making proteins that are involved in that. in doing that in the first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. But what they want to talk about is how these genes, they talk about genes that arrive out of nowhere. And there's no, no, there's no, there literally is no such thing. Genes it's, can't arrive out of nowhere.
0: So, so as I re- read through this, what they're really saying is because of their timescale of millions of years and where mm-hmm. they think certain uh, of these organisms fit in. Right. And they say they find a gene here. Oh, it's a new gene. W- right. What do they find? They find a gene.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And by new, they're talking from an evolutionary time scale. They're talking here in the order of a couple million years. So they say that these, the two uh, different fruit flies, Drosophila melanogaster and Drosophila simulans, uh, diverged two and a half million years ago. And if we take this regulator gene called Nicknack out of one and we put it into the other, it doesn't work as well in the males, and the males all die because. They think it's related to the heterochromatin uh, regulation process that's specifically on those sex chromosomes, right. and so the females live and the males don't, so there must have been a new gene function right. in two and a half million years. And so the new is only in their evolutionary time scale. And because of all new.
0: that, we know evolution's true and we evolved from yeah. ape-like creatures and there's no God. So it's a circular <laughs> argument all the well,
1: way around. And the idea that they talk about two species, two different species of Drosophila, which are fruit flies, but they're just different species. It's not one organism evolving into a completely different organism. It's, this, it's just a different species of it. And we don't, obviously, on a creation time frame, and, and we don't believe that they evolved from each other two and a half million years ago. And so,
2: if it did take two and a half million years for just one little gene regulating sequence to change, yeah. then how much oh. time would it take to turn a fruit fly's wings into a Do bird's wings?
0: Yeah. And they don't have enough time for that, and that's that's more of yeah. the problem. that come and up. Different species, there can be mutations,
1: right? Mistakes. That, which, is, which yeah. could be a mm-hmm.
0: reason why a mm-hmm. gene doesn't work in one mm-hmm. that works in an, in another. Right. Yep. Um, so works there's all sorts of ways of explaining that, but it's not it's not but it's something not a new. new. Gene.
1: <laughs> so it was already it was it was there. In, it's there in both of them. It just works slightly differently. That's not evolution.
0: So, so the big issue for evolutionists is where did information come from in the first place? And right. if you're going to involve right. one kind into another, they say somehow new information has to be generated, but mm-hmm. you never see that. So right. they're, they're clutching at straws to try to say, right. oh, this is new, yeah. new information. But you've got to remember, for the creationists, God put all that genetic diversity in mm-hmm. each kind that he created originally. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can have speciation right. and you can have great variation within a kind the information was already there, yeah whereas for evolutionists they've got to have millions of years to try to somehow get this new information formed that you never see forming, yeah. so it it's a fairy tale,
1: yeah. I do like what they say at the end. There, they say junk DNA is anything but junk, and they are absolutely correct. They finally, any- are
2: getting around to that.
1: It is very, very important, and it and it constrains evolution even more. Um, it, it makes it much, much harder to know how you could evolve all that in the time frame. That but they I
0: think have. it's important too for young people to understand. You know, uh, I was taught there was all this junk DNA that had no uh, information. at what It had no use. Yep. And I would often ask at the time, but do they know enough about it to know that yeah. that is so? Yeah. And now they're the finding out, we, studied oh, it. we yeah. were wrong. How much more did they not oh, know? Oh, my goodness. It, In, they
1: think at least 80% of it has some sort of biochemical activity. And even the people that did the research said it will probably go up to near 100%, that it's all doing something. Now, we're not saying there haven't been mutations and things that aren't like they were at the very beginning. That's 6,000 years ago. So yeah. obviously some things have happened, but that it is active, it is important, and it is doing something. So.
0: You remember that article we had, um, will the universe remember us when mm-hmm. we die? Uh, somebody has a good comment here. They said, God will remember us. <laughs> That's as we right. will be with him in heaven. He's the judge. He's yeah. gonna remember everybody, because he yeah. knows everybody. Yeah. Gotta remember that.
1: All right. Nestle rebrands a popular candy so it's no longer racist, decides instead to name it after monstrous serial killer rapist.
2: Right. That is the so, wokest woke thing woke people could have
0: done. I, this is Yeah, the it went from
1: story. it used to be called red skins. Okay, so Which you can see why biased, in our culture.
0: Racist. It's, it's either Bodhi or his son that likes Redskins. When we went to Australia, we had right, to get they some Redskins. know red this
1: candy. It's like a it's red raspberry chewy candy. It's like a... Candy. Yeah, chewy...
0: So like a licorice sort of thing that's... But not licorice. That's not licorice. That's chewy and...
1: So it, whatever it's it is... just a chewy white each sugar. Yeah. Yeah. But they named it after a serial... They changed the name because, heaven forbid, you know, they'd be racist by naming it Redskins and now it's named after a serial killer who killed 56 people.
2: Okay, so as the article yeah. points out, now this is from Not The Bee, so this is the non-satirical take on right. satire. The actual news. This is when satire becomes truth, and it's sadder than satire. <laughs> so who, who in this massive corporation, Nestle, right. which is an international conglomerate, didn't do a Google search <laughs> for Red Ripper and make sure there wasn't something bad?
1: Because I Googled it to see, and the first thing that came up was not the candy, it was the serial killer. <laughs> I mean, all the entries.
0: So yeah. it's okay to name it after a serial killer. Yes,
1: that's okay.
0: But to name it Redskins... Is
1: problematic.
0: Is problematic. Very, very bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. bad. Bad form. So, all mm. right, well, we are out of time for today, and Bye. so um, we will be back here on Monday at 2 o'clock, hey, and we hope you all have a great Thanksgiving. Go,
0: you can see replays of answers news you can even watch it live on answers tv answers.tv is our streaming service and we have over 3000 videos on there right, right. now yeah. and it's for children it's for mums and dads teens, dad, teens and adults everybody yeah. and we encourage people hey subscribe to a christian family friendly friendly a wholesome streaming service, mm-hmm. Answers.tv, because the other streaming services out there, like Disney Plus, 73 million subscribers. Yeah, that's a lot. Think of the millions of dollars they get, and they're pushing LGBTQ right. through their cartoons on the kids, mm-hmm. Netflix, mm-hmm. sexual perversion. Support Answers.tv. Yeah. That's what I encourage people to do. It's only just over $3 US a month, and you have access to incredible programs, creationist yeah. nature programs, and Answers News is on there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll see you back on Monday.